You're listening to Quips and Dips, a podcast about nothing and everything. Relax and stay a while. All right, we're going to get into it now. That intro was lovely. It's my first episode. Welcome. So what I want to talk about, you know, who wants to hear a podcaster talk about podcasts, right? Unless you're a podcaster specifically. Okay, we're done. I do want to talk about, though, how I came to get this, how this happened, because there's a story that comes along with it, and I need a male and a female opinion. So if you do have opinions on this podcast, hit me up on Twitter, at QDips, or hit me up on Instagram, Quips and Dips Podcast. Let me know your thoughts. All right. So... I've been wanting to do a podcast for years, but I'm not the most tech savvy person. So I decided, hey, let me ask some friends and see if anybody knows anybody who deals with podcasts. Now, there's a, a, a boy, a man that I went to high school with, which was 10 years ago, if not more. And he hit me up about this. He said, hey, I've had a podcast for five years what do you need help with? And I said, well, I just need some help figuring out what kind of equipment should I get? What kind of software do I need? Like, how do I get this out there in the world? And he gave me a lot of helpful advice. Truth, truly, truthfully helpful. My problem was when that was all said and done, he then started asking me, hey, do you know about this cafe nearby? Are you still in this town? And I said, uh, yeah, I've heard of it. And he said, oh, why don't we meet up? And I said, oh, I know what's going on here. Now, we were, um, you know, like messaging on, a, on Facebook or whatever. We weren't talking on the phone. So I didn't let him know that I was on to him, you know. I was like, uh, well, what do we need to meet for? You've told me all the information. And he said, I can help you with your podcast. And I said, well, on the creative end, I think I got this. I can talk forever about anything, so that's definitely not going to be an issue. And he said, I, okay, I feel like I need to backtrack really quick. I was supposed to have a partner on this podcast, RIP friend. So, and now that I don't have a partner, you know, I said, oh yeah, okay, well, maybe I'll talk to my partner and we'll we'll meet up together and we'll take notes. And then he goes, well, is this partner a boyfriend? And I was like, oh, sir, I see through you. Now, I'm not, I'm not opposed to guys shooting their shot, okay? He did it. He said, do you, do you have a boyfriend? He's asking me. Well, I said, no, this partner would not have been my boyfriend, but I do have a boyfriend, if you're wondering. He's like, okay, I thought you had a boyfriend. And we moved on. We really moved past that very quickly, and I was impressed. I was like, okay, we're done. We talked a a few minutes more. He sent me a few more links. Very helpful stuff. I will say that is the reason this podcast exists today. Um, But what I will also say is that at the end of the conversation, he goes, you know, just random, but you're pretty cute. Bro, you shot your shot and I respect you for it, but your shot's done. Why are we still here doing this? What what was he going to get out of that? And before all you toxic men come to me telling me that it's just a compliment to tell a girl that she's cute, we don't care, okay? 
if we're not interested, meaning if we've already basically told you a very valid reason why we're not willing to go on a date with you, I don't care if you think I'm cute, okay? I don't live my life wondering if guys think I'm cute. Maybe you have a different opinion. Maybe I'm alone in this. Ladies, what do you think? That's what all I'm going to say. I feel like men overstep their boundaries sometimes. And then they like, oh, you don't take your compliment. There's actually an entire subreddit dedicated to these men. It's called Nice Guys. If you guys have ever been on the subreddit Nice Guys, holy shit. Um, I can't get over how fucking funny some of these guys are. The minute. And they the women can be so polite. No, I'm just not interested. I'm so sorry. I'm not even sorry. They're not sorry. But they're saying it so you don't feel bad. They're cushioning that blow. Like, I get that it sucks when you shoot your shot and you, you get shut down. Well, fuck you. I hope you get fucking beaten and killed by your next boyfriend because that's what you get when you don't get nice guys like me. Those are the responses they get. And I wonder, <laughs> why do they think they're nice? Ah, man. I've been... The person who shoots their shot and gets, the, you know, shut down. I'm one of those girls that kind of, you know, takes the first move and goes for it when she likes what she sees or whatever. And I've been shut down. There have been guys that very polite, like, hey, I have a girlfriend. I'm sorry, which happened to me before. I asked a guy for his number and he said, I actually have a girlfriend. I'm so sorry. You're very nice. And I said, all right, no harm, no foul. Got to shoot your shot. But that's where it ends. And that's what I'm trying to say. We, I know where to stop. I don't just like continue pursuing a person, whether they have a girlfriend or not, whether they if they just say, no, I'm not interested. That's enough for me to be like, all right, I'm out. Why would you want to be with somebody who's blatantly not interested in you? But I digress. You know, it is the way of the world. There are going to be men like that. And then there are going to be extremely respectful men. Um, I personally know like three really respectful men. So. They are the vast minority. <laughs> but, hey, they exist. They're out there. Um, Another thing that happened over that same weekend where the guy gave me the advice on the podcast was that I watched the movie Wonder Woman. I know I'm making a terrible segue, but I really need to talk about this. I need to get it off my chest. It was bad, right? Spoiler alert, if you have not seen the movie Wonder Woman and you are somebody who's very into it and does not want to hear about it, this is your warning. Spoiler warning. Okay? I think I've made it clear. You have time while I'm talking right now to click away. Okay? That was it. That was the spoiler warning. I'm getting into it now. Holy shit was that fucking garbage. I wish I could have my time back. I was really excited. Now, I'm a huge Marvel Comics person when it comes to the movies. Uh, but you know what? I have hope. I had. <laughs> I had hopes for the DCU. Why? Because I love comics. I want them to be good. I remember when Suicide with Squad was coming out. That's all. I was so souped for it. I was so excited for it. And it was such a huge flop. I was so disappointed. And I spent money to go see it. And I felt annoyed by that. Wonder Woman 84. 
I I told you guys I'm not very tech savvy. In all honesty, I could have shot a better movie myself. The CGI, the physics made no sense. It was like watching a PS3 game run on a PS5 console. It's just not right. Something just looked off about the CGI, which is probably one of my biggest issues with the film. My second biggest issue is the amount of convenient things that happen. Like, we all know that movies come with conveniences to make certain shots happen, to make certain things happen. This entire movie was based off of conveniences. So she learned the lesson of truth or whatever, when you know, honesty. When she was a child, they show an 11-minute opening sequence of that. <laughs> okay, we needed 11 minutes to let you know that honesty is important. I apologize when I trip over my words. I'm a little nervous. It's my first podcast. Um... But they spent 11 minutes developing that part of her character. We get it. You tell the truth, Diana. Next. She then... (laughs) I was wondering how they were going to bring Chris Pine back into the movie, considering it was made some 60 years after the first movie. Um, She wished it on a rock. Very convenient way to bring him back in the movie. I could think of about 30 other ways... One of them being time travel is not something that would be like out of the realm of these movies if they did it right. Like Endgame did. And I don't care what you think about Endgame. I loved it. And they made time travel somehow make sense a little bit. Almost. Almost. But she wished it. And there he was in a body of a stranger. But he looked like Chris Pine to us. But to the rest of the world he was another guy. I still don't really get where did that guy go and that's that's been everybody's question you know I've been seeing it everywhere what happened to the other guy they just like basically used his body because they had they had sex what this is like body snatchers or what is that movie with like Kurt Russell where everyone starts like it takes it like takes their form and kills the friends like the fog something of that effect so I don't know something like that um it's like that like they just use this this poor guy's body um to pleasure herself while he's Chris Pine's consciousness or whatever and then Kristen Wiig turns into a cheetah because she says the word apex predator she's really lucky because there are a lot of apex predators that don't even live on land which in retrospect might have made that last fight scene a little better for her considering it was over the water. But I, anyway, super convenient. Kristen Wiig, you know, I get it. The dorky girl, uncoordinated. I thought they were going to go like a Catwoman route, which they kind of did if you think about it. But she wasn't like Catwoman. She was like Leopard Woman. Um, but, you know, she went from being clumsy and she can't see very well. And then all her senses were heightened and she could balance in heels. Uh, whatever. I get it. They did. The, it's a very classic movie trope. Um, but then it just like didn't. The, everyone. Things were able to appear out of nowhere when the, the, the big wall popped up, like back in Egypt or whatever. It's just very convenient for that moment. But for Diana, she couldn't just have, like, Trevor appear. He had to, like, take somebody's body. 
And all these things come with a price. I wonder how, so Diana's price, Wonder Woman's price was that she started to lose her powers. She became weaker, more prone to injuries. But was the price, I thought the price was that the guy like lost his like life, basically the guy who, whose body they took. I thought that was the price. It wasn't. I don't know what that was for. Like, I don't understand the purpose of that. But hey, you know, movies are going to do what movies do best and be movies. Um, Another issue was the weird jump from 4th of July to Christmas. What the fuck? That was like weird, right? (laughs) How long were they just making wishes for on Earth where everything was fine? They made it seem like it was, um, I don't know, like a couple of days or something. This took course over maybe a week. But... It was 4th of July in one scene, and then at the end of the movie, it was Christmas. All right. Okay. I also didn't love the convenience of the fully fueled airplane at the Smithsonian Museum that Chris Pine, a World War, I believe it was World War I pilot, can now fly because it's planes are planes. And I've been seeing the same criticism everywhere. This is not something new. I just want to know why. I'm disappointed. People think that we don't like DC movies, like people who are big Marvel fanatics like myself. They think it's because DC movies like don't follow this, the comic book as strictly as Marvel does. But then they're like, but Marvel doesn't do that either. I know Marvel doesn't. I went to the movies with my dad. I've seen almost every Marvel movie with my dad, who was a huge huge comic book reader as a child and I had to hear this the entire movie uh that didn't happen um no Iron Man's actually supposed to do this it's actually Captain America that died Uh, like every movie there was like a new issue for my dad I'm not a purist like that I'm a realist I know that movies take liberties on things which is why it doesn't bother me the structure so much of the DC comic movies like I don't care that they don't follow the comic book series to a T I care that they make garbage movies with garbage writing and garbage editing and put like okay acting in it and think that just because Gal Gadot is the most beautiful creature to walk the planet that it's okay that is that is my real thought and same thing goes for like Henry Cavill and Batfleck and Margot Robbie they just put beautiful people in their movies and think that that's enough to carry it even Batfleck cannot I like calling him that cannot save a movie on his acting chops you know this is not goodwill hunting anymore Ben Affleck in my opinion, he's not my favorite actor. I've really never seen a movie like besides like maybe The Town that I, I like really loved that he was in. But he's a good actor and I'll acknowledge that. But they really thought that just because he's like Ben Affleck, that he's going to save the franchise. And really they've had, it's hard to do Batman movies in a universe when the other movies are so fresh in our minds. I mean the like Christian Bale Batman was like not that long ago. And so I think it's difficult. Like the timeline right now for DC, it's not it. They Batman has to lead the DCU. And Superman has to lead 
the DCU and they tried because I mean I haven't seen a Superman movie in how long now I didn't watch any of the Henry Cavill Superman movies I don't even know which ones there are Batman vs Superman and Dawn of Justice I think I did watch Justice League though oh my god that was also so bad it's just these movies are relying on a lot they're relying on a lot and they're not giving a whole lot and they they have these enormous budgets like they have it feels like I know it's not unlimited to actual um you know movie producers but the money is outrageous what they have and if they budgeted properly and chose when to do things practical when to do CGI I think they would have done a better job but I also think this just wasn't the time for DC I don't think it's a smart time to compete with Marvel comic book lovers are almost like are a lot of them cross over they're not I don't think it's a war between the comic book lovers although I do think there is a slight tension some people prefer DC or prefer Marvel like myself I definitely prefer Marvel Marvel <laughs> but I did watch Batman and the Joker growing up and I got very attached to like Harley Quinn and Joker you know so I was excited to see those characters enter the universe um they disappointed big time you know Heath Ledger's Joker and Joaquin Phoenix Joker is not the Joker I'm looking for I want the zoot suit guy. <laughs> That's who I want. I want that like, I think it was Mark Hamill who voiced him. I want that Joker who wore like the zoot suits and had like the slicked back hair um, and was like a fucking gangster. I don't want, I loved Heath Ledger's Joker. It was incredible. He gave an incredible performance before he lost his life. And that was amazing. And Joaquin Phoenix did an incredible job with the movie. Really scary, creepy, dysfunctional. I loved it. But I want the, I still want comic book elements in my movies. They need to find a better balance. One is too campy. Wonder Woman 84, Justice League, too campy. Too outrageous. And then you have like the Dark Knight and... Um, Joker movies the standalone Joker movie Um, you have those and they are like too dark and too real I need a little I need a little bit of both I need to mix the camp with the realness and I think that's what the MCU has done so that's why I'm sitting here on my high horse talking about you know Wonder Woman 84 wondering what went wrong Gal Gadot she's a strong enough actress I think she could have pulled it off had the writing been a little better but man what the what was that writing I mean just listening to her talk listening to Kristen Wiig talk I was just like come on ladies but you know what I will say this positive note I want to see Kristen Wiig do something darker and not like ditzy funny I think she can do it even though this movie had terrible writing, I think I saw something in Kristen Wiig that I want to see more of. So if anything, this was definitely a good move for her. She's showing a different side of herself outside of comedy, and I liked it. I liked it a lot. Gal Gadot, while stunningly beautiful and very talented, could not save a script that was not meant to be saved. Um, and it couldn't save the campiness of the film. The physics of the CGI looked really off. I remember there's a point where she, you know, takes her lasso and like swings and pulls the little girl like out of the way. 
oh my god it was so bad it looked like she was not holding anything like I get that they that she's not actually carrying the girl through the air but then it makes me think of the end of Spider-Man Far From Home and it makes me think of the scene at the very very end I think it's the post-credit scene spoiler 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 if you haven't seen that but I mean that's really old movie at this point the post credit scene when he's carrying MJ through the city in the ropes. Now, I saw how they did the shot. They had Tom Holland, like, swinging, holding Zendaya. They were both strapped in. But come on. It looked so much more realistic. Like, it's not real, but it's real. So I think they need to work on more practical effects and stunts like that to make to give it some genuine qualities. These are just my opinions. What do you think about the movie? Like I said, hit me up on Instagram, on Twitter, at QDips, at QDips, uh, Quips and Dips podcast. I just want to know what your thoughts are on these movies because I, I genuinely love superhero movies. They are my bread and butter. I want to break down every single Marvel movie from the beginning of time and go through them bit by bit. And I'm here for it. If you have any questions inquiries if you want to send me so you're going to be hearing a lot of fun stories from me coming up soon in more episodes if you have a story that you think is crazy that no one knows and you feel like you can't tell anybody write it out and send it to me and I'll say it because I love stories and I'll let them know it's a story time from anonymous but we'll talk about it I'll give you my opinions on it we'll talk through it together We'll be swapping sex stories. We'll be swapping dating stories. I'll give you one quick one before I go today. A first date gone awry. So I'm not one for dating apps. It's just never been my thing. And back in the day, it was really weird to be on dating apps. But nowadays, not so much. And we have accepted it. And I'm cool with it. I like dating apps. I think that they are really helpful, especially during a pandemic I think they are the perfect thing to date in your you know 20s and 30s or 40 whatever however old you are I think this is the perfect way to date during a pandemic right now because you don't want to get sick you don't want to risk anything you don't know what where they've been or what they're doing it's better that you stay safe right so here's the thing I went on a dating app this must have been at this point like six or seven years ago I was in my early 20s and I this guy asked me out on a date he was like a history teacher <sighs> he was very nice and you know from his photos I was like all right he's cute I saw that he was like I saw a photo with no hat on and I saw that he had like a little bit of a, a balding thing going on but truthfully like that wasn't an issue for me I'm not super like super superficial like that like I care what you look like but you know you can't really help that you're balding your personality is tantamount well he had a great personality over the phone so we get to the restaurant it was an Applebee's which I'm not a bougie girl take me anywhere that's fine you can judge it if you want it's I don't like Applebee's personally he didn't tell me where we were going until like the night of um I don't personally really like Applebee's but you know what whatever I'm not judging him for taking me there, so don't go there. We got to the table, and he was wearing, like, one of those, like, golfer hats, like those plaid 
hats that like newsies were wore in like the 1920s when they had to go drop off like newspapers um like those little boys that's what he was wearing and then he was wearing like a like a vest over a t-shirt it was a look not not a look I would go with but it was a look and he refused to remove the hat which I thought was weird to sit at dinner with like your outdoorsy hat on it wasn't like a regular hat like a just like a baseball cap which even then like at the dinner table you probably should take it off right I don't know but the the, the hat was so stylized like it, it seemed like such an outdoor hat that it felt weird that he wouldn't take it off indoors so I said something about it he's like no I will not take my hat off and I was like how come he's like I don't want to and I didn't really know this guy so I just said all right I accepted it you know he doesn't want to wear the hat I cannot force him to wear the hat you know you do you boo boo but the date went really poorly we were very awkward talking I felt weird about the hat comment from then on and I made that comment like just a few minutes after we sat down so I pretty much made it awkward for the rest of the date so part of this is my fault but on under no circumstances did I think that this date went well as we're leaving now, I never get driven to the first date because, you know, if you don't want to be there, you need an escape plan. So we drove our own car. So we're leaving. We're going to the parking lot. And he's walking me to my car. And I'm like, all right, well, well thank you. That's very nice. And then he kisses my mouth. Just let that sink in. He kisses my whole mouth face. What? And then, in a really creepy, deep voice, he goes, you taste like berries. I was like, what? (laughs) I got in my car so fast when I tell you guys. And I never talked to him again. And he sent me about a million messages asking me why I never talked to him again. And I was like, this was honestly like the scariest experience of my life. You taste like berries. I don't even eat berries. I don't wear lip gloss. So why do I taste like berries? I just finished a chocolate brownie moments before. But you're telling me I taste like berries. All right. Well, that was enough for me. That was enough for me to be done with that date. And that's why dating sucks. But that's why we're all here. We're here to commiserate together, to share and laugh and be in pain and make it all funny because it was years ago now. That's what we're here for at Quips and Dips. I'm here for you. So send me your stories. Let me know. I have plenty more of my own. So don't worry. The well will never dry out. I have enough for a lifetime's worth of podcasts. But this was episode one. And I truly hope you enjoyed it. I hope that you come back and we talk some more. I hope that we interact on social media. I'm down to be so active with you guys. The more the merrier. I know that some of my first listeners are going to be fellow podcasters. So if you have a podcast, tweet me, drop it. I'll listen to it. I'll communicate with you. That's what we're here for. It's a community. And if you're not a podcaster, that's amazing. I've reached somebody outside of the community and that means a lot to me. I'm not just going to be a sarcastic douchebag and share horrible stories all the time. I'm a good person, I like to believe. So... I hope you have a great day. I hope you enjoyed my first installment of Quips and Dips over and out.
If you're still listening and you're thinking, I want to make a podcast of my own, I'm going to tell you how I did it so that you can do it too. If you haven't heard about Anchor, it is the easiest way to make a podcast. Let me explain. It is free. There are creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer. Anchor will distribute your podcast for you so it can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and many more. You can make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership. That is exactly why I chose Anchor. It is everything you need to make a podcast in one place. So download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started today. If you want to support this podcast, you can go to anchor.fm slash qdips slash support. That is anchor.fm slash qdips slash support. Any support is appreciated. Thank you so much. Thanks so much for listening to this episode of Quips and Dips. If you're enjoying the show, please feel free to rate, subscribe, and review wherever you listen to podcasts. We'll catch you in the next one.